0: Hello and welcome to this episode of the Climate Talk Podcast. So excited that you are there on the other side, hoping to learn a thing or two from this episode of the Climate Talk Podcast, and I'm sure you will learn because this is a very special episode. My name is sheifumi Fumi Adebote. Call me your green guide on this green ride, and you can be sure that I will land you safely on the other side. For those who are joining for the first time. The Climate Talk podcast is that platform where we share knowledge. It's a platform where I engage young people from politicians to policymakers, uh, advocates to inventors, particularly looking at solutions that they are bringing to the table to address climate change. And it's always intriguing to learn about the active solutions that young people are putting out there, breaking the norms and then stamping their feet in the sand of time. To make sure that we do all that we can to stop climate change and to make the world a better place not just for us but for the generations that will come to ask us questions you're welcome to be one of this family Uh, you can subscribe on the website www.climatestockpodcast.com and right there you will find the subscribe icon staring at you so feel free to subscribe and you can be one of the 5,000 young people who listen And gets straight into their mailbox. New episodes of the Climate Talk podcast every month. Like I said, it's a community of over five thousand young people who keep learning every week. You can also find the Climate Talk podcast on virtually every platform where you find your podcast. You'll find it on iTunes, on Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Anchor. Radio on Spotify, Radio Republic, everywhere you find your podcast you will definitely find the Climate Talk podcast right there. And after subscribing remember to share with your friends so they can also be one of those who get to learn. The Climate Talk podcast is brought to you many thanks to Jimo Oluato Tobe of Media for Community Change and the legendary Olumide Idowu of the International Climate Change Development Initiative. With these two great minds, we're able to bring to you new episodes of the Climate Talk podcast, and I really cannot thank them enough. Let's jump right into the conversation today, and we're looking at wetlands. Yes, wetlands, how familiar is that? And probably someone is thinking, wetlands, climate change, what's the nexus? All of this is what we dig into in this conversation that I have with Dr. Charles Onyema and Olamide Odoma, who is the founder of the Lagos Urban Development Initiative. And together with many other young minds across Nigeria, we're trying to make a case for wetland advocacy and the need to protect the wetlands. And that's exactly why we're having this special episode where Olamide and I have this conversation with. Dr. Oyema, who is a Marine Specialist uh, from the University of Lagos. Such a privilege to have with me, Dr. Itena Charles Oyema and Olamide Udoma. Uh, This is a very special episode of the podcast and what we're doing right here to spotlight the wetland in Nigeria, not just in Nigeria, but in Lagos, Nigeria. I'd love to first introduce Dr. Charles Onyema, who is from the Department of Marine Science, University of Lagos, Akoka. You're welcome, sir.
1: Thank you very much, Fumi. Thank you very much.
0: How would you love to introduce yourself?
1: (laughs) Uh, Thank you very much. My name is um, Dr. Charles Onyema. I'm from the University of Lagos, Department of Marine Sciences. I'm a marine biologist by training. Um, I'm a researcher and investigator for wetlands, wetland ecology and um, the, um, what you call the hydrological systems within Lagos coastal waters and um, the marine environment in general thank you
0: thank you indeed I'm glad to have you on this episode of the podcast I would take that to mean you're one of the very um, most versatile person that we could trust to deliver uh, knowledge about Lagos wetlands and then the need to conserve it and what can be done. So thank you so much, glad to have you again. Olamide is also right here in the room. Hi Olamide.
2: Hello me. how are you doing?
0: I am great. Olamide is the uh, Executive Director at the Lagos Urban Development Initiative. Olamide, I'll start with you. Why exactly are we looking at Lagos wetlands?
2: So the wetlands are a part of lagos and they've been part of lagos from the beginning of time Um, probably lagos was more water than land uh maybe i don't know 100 200 years ago Um, and right now we're now faced with with more of a problem uh, because of flooding uh, because of environmental degradation around the wetlands So the wetlands, I mean, I think Dr. Nyema might might tell us more and define the wetlands better than me, but um, I think it's important for us to realize that as a city, we have caused a bit of damage to the normal environment of Lagos. And the wetlands are an important part of the city because they actually help take water away from the uh, built-up environment um, and so we don't have things like flooding they also ensure that we have um, you know a good a good number of species of birds and and um, seek life uh, within Lagos and so those things help the ecosystem of Lagos and I'm not talking about like oh let's think about the environmental uh, benefit but also as people um, if we can have these spaces preserved and have these spaces working properly, then uh, we as people would would have a better Lagos to live in. So I think it's an important discussion and I'm glad we're having it today.
0: Awesome. Dr. Ema, let me take you to the genesis. I understand that about 50 years ago in Iran, the Convention on Wetlands was adopted. But you would begin to wonder, why exactly do wetlands matter to a country like Nigeria, why exactly should we have conversations around protecting them? Especially when you want to do a sort of ranking for environmental issues in the country. Do you think wetland will probably make the first then
1: Thank you very much. Thank you, Olamide, for the intro. I think um, she stressed the importance of um, wetlands wonderfully well. Let me say categorically that even Lagos was named after the wetland, which significantly covers Lagos state. The term Lagos, it's supposed to mean lagoon, lake. Um, these are shallow bodies of water with fluctuating water levels, which are seasonally fluctuating, and usually they are, they are, they are the edge of the wetlands or the surrounding environment are usually um, dry and wet sometimes. Also, the term wetland, so you usually have creeks and Mangroves and swamps and creeklets and lakes, etc. etc. These environments are very, very important to nature because they conserve and sustain biodiversity. They keep a lot of food, produce a lot of resources for mankind. Mankind, over the centuries from the beginning of man, historically have been wonderfully placed around wetlands because food, shelter, movement, all around what great body, what bodies of water. And wetlands like we have in Lagos are connected to the maritime environment, the maritime domain. So the kinds of wetlands we have in Lagos is unique. It's a coastal city. The whole of Lagos is significantly covered by lagoons, creeks rivers and swamps a significant part of lagos is this and that's how lagos was named there are over 10 lagoons in lagos very important for commerce navigation transport they produce fish fish as food they produce fin fish and shellfish they produce resources like trees and mangroves foil wood sand water and other resources you find in water so they have ecological and great economic advantages
0: let me call to you here so you've stressed that lagos wetlands are very important to lagos but i want to know okay. outside of lagos are there other parts of nigeria that has wetland well i know the answer but someone out there would be wondering apart from lagos where are the other parts in nigeria where wetlands can be found
1: thank you very much Of course, we know there are 36 states in Nigeria, but nine of those states have significant amounts of wetlands because they are coastal. So they have coastal wetlands, but we also have more inland wetlands like we have around the Kianji, around um, Kogi state and areas of large bodies of water, even in the north. But um, the coastline of Lagos is 180 kilometers. The coastline of Nigeria is about 850 kilometers. So, a significant part of the coastline coastline of Nigeria is covered by wetlands dominated by what you call mangrove swamps, freshwater swamps, backwaters, rivers, estuaries, and lagoons. Well, lagoons are only found in Lagos states. You find estuaries as you move from Ondo state all the way to um, our border with Cameroon, Bakassi Peninsula and the like. So you see all the extra, the Bini estuary, Focados, Brass, penguin Boni. But in Lagos, we have 10 lagoons, with the Lagos Lagoon being more centrally located.
0: Great. One of the wetlands that has been very much talked about um, when we look outside of Lagos is the one in Yobi, Muru Wetlands. Would you think this has more economic potential because when people look at Lagos as a state, this is this is one thing that I think is very important in in terms of wanting to protect our environment. People run; they are very conscious about the economic prospects too. So when people look at Lagos, they see many other business, um, money-making ventures in Lagos, many other sort of important things that they would call priority in Lagos, as against protecting the wetland. But in a place like Yobe, which happens to be um, one of the most significant wetlands in Nigeria. It seems like the world's attention is there. When you talk about wetlands, you look at this Unguru uh, wetland before you even talk about Lagos. Are there undertones as to why people have, you know, focused on other wetlands and not even paid attention to wetlands in Lagos?
1: Luckily or fortunately, um, I served in Yobe State, so I've been to this wetland personally that you just mentioned. Wetlands, are natural storehouses. They are very important, but there is a tussle between economic activities and ecological concerns when it comes to wetland. Wetlands are choice lands. They are very high valued lands because, I mean, if you have a property and you site it by the sea or the lagoon, you you see them call it lagoon view or ocean view. A hotel sited by the ocean and a hotel sited far inland have different values. So wetlands have valuable economic powers. And so they are very important. But um, wetlands in Yobe State, like you mentioned, and even the one around the Lake Chad region are very important. But most times they are contesting um, 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 priorities for them. And then um, the conventions which you introduced and started with tell us about how we must protect wetlands to be able to conserve and protect their values, to be able to protect the species, the biodiversity, to be able to reverse or stall or limit the effect of climate change on them and reducing water levels within them. Because as these water levels reduce, these wetlands die. They must be wet at some time. If they are dry continually, they die. And then they die from the effect of human activities.
0: So I come in here. I mean, listening to you right now, I am sort of, you know, I just want some sort of clarity. February 2nd is the World Wetland Day. And if you ask me, so much attention does not go to that. But something close to that is the mangrove. And then July 26th was the International Day for the Conservation of the Mangrove. And I saw a lot of conversations around that. So I want to understand what's the difference between a mangrove and wetland.
1: Okay, thank you very much, Fumi. Thank you. Um, The distinctions are this: A mangrove is a mangrove swamp, mangrove ecosystem, a brackish water ecosystem uh, in between ecosystems, between freshwater extremes and ocean water extremes. Anywhere in between is a mangrove ecosystem. We have freshwater swamps, we have brackish water swamps, and then we have oceanic environment. This is a change as it moves from inland through the beaches all the way into the ocean. So some parts are influenced strictly by ocean influence, maritime influences, like you have in Lagos. We have the sea breeze in Lagos, but the sea breeze does not get to Kogi State, does not get to UB State. So the influence of mangroves as a result of dilution of seawater and the plants and the communities of animals and plants that exist there are the ones that form this community. So mangrove swamps are swamps and environments where there is an admixture between fresh water coming from upstream and seawater coming from downstream. And that environment, names of those environments include lagoons, estuaries, and creeks. And we find them all over coastal, the nine states of um, the coastal states in Nigeria starting from Lagos.
2: Great. Thank you so much, um, Dr. Onyema. I think we now have a clear idea of um, the different types of wetlands and uh, water areas in, um, in Nigeria. What do you think we can do to preserve these spaces? Because um, I live in Lagos and I can clearly see that, you know, there is some sand filling happening. And this is not new it has happened you know over many years um you know different types of land reclamation happening uh people encroaching on the wetlands um but also you know we see pollution um also happening within these spaces what can we do as individuals but also maybe what does the government have to do uh what does and what do environmentalists have to do what are the roles Um, that we have to clean out to protect the wetlands.
1: Thank you very much, Alamide. You have asked the most important question because it is said that after all said and done, only what is done matters. What must we now do? What can we do as as a people? What can we do as a government? What can we do as the masses, as environmentalists, as concerned individuals? for the people the masses what we can do is to increase our knowledge of environmental concerns especially with regard to wetlands as individuals and as people we must improve and increase our environmental awareness our environmental concerns our knowledge of the environment and how we are connected to the environment and how saving the environment and the wetlands is saving ourselves is saving our species is making it beneficial so that it can produce maximally for us. As a government, we have been conventions since then, treaties, sign-ups, agreements to protect and conserve our wetlands. These resolutions and protocols must be implemented. Pollution, they must be regulated. We have Ministry of Environment, we have NESRA, we have LASEPA in Lagos, Lagos State Environmental Protection Agency. They're supposed to protect the environment. Large part of the environment in Lagos is swamps, is wetland, our lagoons and rivers and creeks. They must be protected so that industries don't discharge unregulated, untreated waste into this environment. They kill our wetlands. They pollute our lagoons. They poison our rivers. They contaminate our fishes. They deplete our resources, they, 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 they change the drainage pattern. Olamede mentioned um, land reclamation and dredging and sand mining. They change the batrymetry, that is the floor and the flow co- direction of water. And all of this makes communities downstream begin to disappear. And the organisms that live there that are beneficial to us begin to disappear. So these are things that we must do mass enlightenment and then interested groups can continually increase and continually provide information so that policy makers can key into new relevant policies to continually protect our environment. If we don't do this, we don't survive as a species, as a people, as a country, as a state.
0: Absolutely. You've stressed again the interconnected between man and where we live and not just where we live, but every other component in this place that we call home. Thank you so much, Dr. Oyema for that very explicit um, thoughts on the need for us to protect our wetlands. And now I'm coming to Olamide. Olamide, it's an amazing job that you've put together the Lagos Wetland Campaign. But to a random person listening out there who we'll still wants to understand, oh, Dr. Oyema has explicitly spoke about wetlands and the need to conserve them. But then, what exactly is the Lagos Wetland Campaign and how do people out there be a part of this?
2: Great, thanks for the question. Um, So the Lagos Wetlands Campaign is really to enlighten uh, the populace uh, about what wetlands are, why they're important and how we can protect them. That's one main thing. Um, The other thing is also to ensure there is some mechanism for... Um, reprimanding people who are doing uh, the wrong thing who are you know taking away these precious um, um assets environmental assets um for us so for example we're really trying to look at lagos state government and trying to get them to pass a draft policy or at least let's push it forward even if it's not drafted during the time of the campaign but we can all come together and ask them to do this because it's important that um mm-hmm. as as law as the, the lawmakers, they also make sure that these things are followed. Um, and then, lastly, we want to focus on two areas which we understand uh, will be directly affected by flooding, as we have more rainfall due to like climate change and so on. Uh, which we've realized is Etiosa and Etiosa local government and Ouroshoki as well, um, and they're both coastal areas, or they're very near the water, I wouldn't say coastal, but they're near the water, specifically the lagoon, and they also lie near some wetlands, um, inland wetlands as well. So it's important that we work with those communities to see the damage that is happening and let them see, correlate between what they are facing in their communities from things like flooding, uh, water damage to their houses, and then also look at the wetlands and see what has, been, has happened to those um, resources and bring the links together so that they can also understand what they are doing as individuals um, and how they can actually prevent the wetlands um, from from degradation. So that's what we're trying to do and we hope that more people will get involved, um, understand what the wetlands are and, and try to preserve them basically.
0: Olamide, I'm going to ask you one more question. So I hear you saying a lot of they, they, they referring to the people. But I also understand that people will not do good to protect the environment because it feels good or because it's the right thing to do. There are sometimes they need some infrastructural support. There are other times that the government, as an entity, has to play a very key role. What exactly are you looking at? Um, I mean, looking at the Lagos State government, what role exactly do you expect from them? And what level of support? do you think you are getting from them so far?
2: Well, for for the uh, local government areas, we're working directly with the local governments so that they are also, because for example, Etiosa uh, local government has been pushing the idea of making sure uh, drainage are cleared and things like that because they know their communities around there are highly affected by flooding year on, uh, year out. So they are really already pushing that agenda. But what we're trying to do is link it to the problem of wetlands because they just see it as flooding which is a, a you know is a problem for us living at home or living near near a water channel but we're not directly understanding that some of the things that we are doing are causing these problems so it's about what we're trying to do is link those things together so that people realize that they take some responsibility as well then the second thing with government it's also very important that they are involved um local government to state state level and the reason we're going to state government, uh, Ministry of Environment, uh, there are also some some um, groups within government uh, within the House of Assembly that focus on environmental issues and, and SDG goals and, and things like that. So we're also going to focus on those uh, groups as well within the within the house. And make sure that these policies go through because the thing is we can you know we can talk about this we can do these things ourselves but if nobody is is watching if nobody is uh, making sure they happen then um we're kind of doing this on our own and it's not it's not going to work it's not going to happen so you know it's important for us to make sure that there are policies in place and also there are agencies in place to make sure that encroachment doesn't happen um, and, and and variety of different things. Um, just also note that some of some of these problems are made by government. For example, we have um, you know people collecting uh, p- planning permits and 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 the ability to build housing on the wetlands, which ideally should be legal, but they're still collecting those permits. So again, it's about trying to show the government that there are different ways to ensure uh, the economy is thriving not necessarily by by uh, giving planning permits for housing and and destructive um uh, infrastructure but for more uh, environmentally friendly infrastructure Uh, for example you can do parks uh on wetlands where you're not destroying the environment people are still able to go there and you can also make some some uh, revenue from it as well
0: i'm coming back to dr Oyema. thank you so much Dr um this has been a very interesting conversation but like you said at the end of everything it's not about what we've said but what is being done at the end of the day, what's the sense of urgency for something to be done about the wetlands in lagos if there is any
1: <laughs> we already see the ramifications of climate change um, for lagos states the flooding we have we have to receiving warning that the flooding is coming Lagos is a low-lying state. Its flooding is going to be devastating. It's going to cause some marine disasters. Uh, People need to relocate. People need to move. Um, Low-lying communities must take notes. We must release the waters as it were, more gradually so that water finds its level. Or like um, Olamide mentioned, and it's very key. We must clear all drainages so that water finds its way and moves out because some of the channels have been restricted, some of the flood flood plains, natural flood plains have been built upon. It is really urgent, it is really critical, it is immediate that we act right now, we get enlightened, we know our duties as citizens to protect this key environment that is valuable to mankind and valuable to us as a people and as an economy.
0: Thank you very much Doctor. I mean, before now we thought about how do we get someone who can speak to this topic and we're very excited that we found you and for these thoughts that you've shared, we find them really, really helpful. I know people are listening out there and they're very excited to play roles in ways they can. If there are materials that you think will be very helpful to enlighten people more about the wetlands, they need to protect them and the sense of urgency please make them available so we can share with uh, uh, our listeners. So I would end with this. The Lagos Wetland Campaign, Olamide, what is the timeline? What are we looking at from here?
2: So we plan to launch the campaign in August. um, And I think people can just check out our Instagram handle, which is at Ludi, L-U-D-I underscore O-R-G. Um, And I think there'll be much more information on there. We'll be launching in August, and we plan to do a variety of activities through August and September.
0: Awesome. Thank you very much. And I'll keep sharing information as it unfolds right here on the Climate Top podcast. Thank you so much for the time, Dr. Oyema. Thank you indeed, Olamide, for the great work you're doing. And you can count on me to support this all the way. been a very lengthy but interesting conversation. Not so many people know about the wetlands, but with this, your eyes have been opened, not just to the wetlands, but also mangroves and of course the roles that all of this play in our environment, particularly how it ties to climate change and the need for us to take action. If you're listening from Nigeria and would love to be a part of the Lagos Urban Development Initiatives Project on the wetlands, feel free to reach me. My email is shayi at climate talk shayi is spelled s-e-y-i at climate talk podcast.com and i will introduce you properly to alamide tega and the entire team who can then bring you in and see what we can do together to make a case for the wetlands in lagos by extension in nigeria and if you're outside the country and this is of interest to you feel free to also write me through that same email s-e-y-i at and we can work out something. We'd love to get as much support as we can to get the best of this project. Thank you so much again for your time. Thank you indeed for listening and remember to subscribe. Remember to share this with your people and join me again on the next episode of the Climate Talk Podcast. That will be in a few days time. Between now and then, keep taking climate actions.